it's the Dort Podcast. It's the Dort Podcast. Rich Keith. It's the Dort Podcast. It's the Hashtag Dort Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hashtag Dork. I am once again your host, Rich Keefe. Joining me once again is Ryan Davey. Davey, how are you? Hello, hello. It's good to be back. Uh, it's good to have you back, Ryan. As we talk Legion, and I know what some people are saying. It's like, hey, that show uh, ended a couple of weeks ago. Well, tough marbles, because yep. now's the time. We were able to digest it. We were able to... This is actually a show that you probably had to watch a second time, because it's confusing. Yeah. There's a lot of, It's very confusing. It's nuts. And I, I actually... In the in the week after we did Iron Fist, I actually went back, watched the season finale, and then watched everything again. Yeah, exactly. Just in preparation for this for this podcast. So, and this will live on forever. This will be in the Dork Archives forever. So, uh, chances are, if you're into Legion, you've already finished it. But maybe you're, you've been backed up. We will still start as we always do with spoiler free, uh, and then get into spoilers. But before we get into Legion, let's get into all the Dork news. Ryan, did you see the Thor Ragnarok teaser trailer? I saw the Thor Ragnarok teaser trailer two dozen times in the past 48 hours. It was great. It was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Now, yep. we, we saw some of the still pictures before, so we knew it was going to be colorful, maybe is the word, yep. right? We knew it was going to be that, um, but it, I mean, it looks good. I mean, as far as combining you know crazy action and fight scenes with a little bit of the uh, comedic element it looks like it's going to be all that and this was pitched i mean i remember early on like i forget who it was like uh the director taika watiti who i'll get into in a second but like he pitched this as like a buddy cop comedy yeah, yeah. in space which <laughs> sold it's i mean you you hear that and you're like oh yeah okay dude that sounds really cool but then mm-hmm. the, what they showed you're like you know what like he might actually pull this off I, lo- I mean, the line with Thor, you know, where he's he's all excited to see Hulk, and he's like, yeah, like, I work with him. Like, that is yeah. good stuff. Now, I wasn't really excited about either Thor movie that we've already seen. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, they're making a Thor movie. Like, Thor doesn't really do it for me. No, he doesn't. But at the, I think, and I think, and there are some Thor fans, there is a Thor fan out there yes. who is going to be like, well, you just don't, uh, we get it. There's some nuances there that we sure. don't get. Yeah, I have a great affinity for Norse mythology no, no, other than my the Scotty Scotty or Scotty, or Scotty. Yeah. yeah um we'll get into that later but um I really like the director here um a guy from New Zealand who did such movies as Eagle versus Shark uh What We Do in Shadows Ooh. um like did you ever see did you see that movie I kind of like know. a mockumentary of vampires really not. really good stuff I'll check it out um Really talented director, kind of like offbeat, kind of, and a close personal friend of Jermaine Clement, who we'll get into. Ooh, in yes, moment. he was very good. Yes. Oh, by the way, if either one of us sound like we're in a tin can, uh, that's what it sounds like right now. I don't know what that is. We're in. I'm in a new studio, and I don't know if that's on me or what's going on. You sound great on my end. Okay, good. All right, well, hopefully I sound good on everybody's end. But you know what, what? we can do if there's an issue with the audio? Yeah, we'll just edit it in post. Goddamn right, we will. Yeah, we certainly will. So, uh, Thor Ragnarok. I'll tell you, I I was obviously looking forward to it, but this is one of the rare cases because now we know so much about these movies before they come out. We know so much about them before we even see a, a teaser or a trailer, especially these ones that are in their own universes. Like, I didn't I didn't need to see a Guardians trailer 
uh, volume two to be excited about it. Like I just automatically yep. was. This is one of the few times where I saw this. And I'm like, yep, I'm even more more anticipating it than I thought. Like I, now, yep. like oh wow, we got to wait till November to see this. Like I'm I'm pretty excited. And that was the thing. Like we were like, oh, you know, we're gonna have to see a Thor, another Thor movie. Yeah. You know, and we're like, okay, like that's cool. Like I have no problem like going to see a Thor movie in the theater. Yeah, like fine, I have no problem fine. with but now I'm actually looking forward to it. Now I really am. And then now yeah. you, you also throw in Doctor Strange who we did not see in the trailer, but he will be right. in the movie. Probably And I tweeted out. Yeah. I tweeted out too. This has a very Guardians feel to it. It does. Even the graphics, like the graphics of the uh, the logo at the end and plus the new Guardians graphic, they look a lot alike. Yeah, they do. So you got to wonder, you know, at some point are they going to show up and you know help them out? I wonder, Maybe in a post-credit scene or something. Yeah, because that'd be like that'd be a big surprise because they've already said they made all these ridiculous announcements about all these characters that are going to be in Infinity War, and we're like, yeah, no, no kidding. This yeah. would be that'd be one that maybe they don't tell anybody, and then we see yeah. them. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know. Now, in the world of DC movies, I know maybe not as strong as a uh, movie universe, the DC compared to the Marvel. I would say yeah, yeah, a little bit weaker. Le- yeah, weaker, less strong. Now, this is a rumor. This was a, like a Reddit rumor that Man of Steel 2, which they are going to apparently make, they needed a Man of Steel 2, even though Batman v Superman essentially was Man of Steel 2. But uh, yep. regardless, they're going to make a Man of Steel 2, and the villain, Ryan, Black Adam, played by The Rock. Now, which I, is interesting. Yes. You know, because one, that is just a, that is just a god-awful character, and two, <laughs> I, it's, but it's nice to see... Uh, Dwayne Johnson, I, I call him by his real name now. I think he's trying to go legit. Dwayne, so, sure. Dwayne. Yeah. So to see Dwayne play a villain yes. is, you know, is, is interesting. I like that. And uh, also, remember uh, SNL did a whole bit about how, I believe they, it was SNL, about how he's like the series saver. Like when they throw yeah. him into Fast and the Furious or you, you throw him into whatever kind of movie, um, you know, all the way back in the day when he like came on in The Mummy, although Scorpion King wasn't great, but... You throw him in there, gives you a little shot in the arm with with the rock, and maybe that's exactly what the DC extended universe needs. And maybe it does. I mean, people, he definitely has a following. I will tell you this right now. He, a lot of people don't know this. Um, I'm supposed to say it like this because I think it was was Marcus who's going to make me do this, but my wife. (laughs) My wife. It's from a town in Massachusetts called Linfield. Okay. Um, Dwayne the Rock. Dwayne is now married to a a girl that my my wife, my wife. grew up with. Wait, really? Yes. And um, my mother in law is like the biggest Dwayne Johnson fan on the planet now. She like sweats him like you wouldn't believe. Is she a friend of your wife's? Uh, they were friendly. They were like a couple years apart. Like okay. friendly. They know each other, but not. You know what I mean? Not like. Is she like piping hot? Uh, you know, you can Google it. Um, oh, okay. It's you not know, not my brand of vodka, but is she know, an uh, actor? Is she like a, a famous person? So she was on. Um, remember like TLC when they were trying to like replace Left Eye and they had like a reality show. <laughs> yes, I do. Like she was on that and like won it or almost won it. Okay. Hmm. And then nothing really came of that. <laughs> Shoot. So yeah, I mean, you know, hey, it's you know, who's who's going to replace Lisa Left Eye Lopez? I can't think of anybody. You know what? That girl could light a match and burn down yeah. a, a mediocre wide receiver's house. Uh, that's unfair. He was not mediocre. He was quite good. He had like two years where he was good. I don't want to get into the sports talk with Andre. Right Bad, no, no hot takes. Andre Bad Moon Rising? Yeah. 
Uh, so anyway, uh, White Ryan is out on Black Adam. Uh, yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm yeah. not, a, uh, maybe, you know, we can pull a rabbit out of a hat and make that a character worth seeing. But even when playing the, the game Injustice, like, I just stayed away from Black Adam as yeah, much like, as I could. <laughs> like, pass. Yeah, yeah. Like, again, I like The Rock. Don't really, I'm not wild about the character, and I'm certainly not wild about Man of Steel 2. So, no. Not a huge fan. Did you see the Punisher poster for Netflix? I did. That was pretty. That was pretty slick. That was pretty slick. It, uh, it looks like he's going to shoot a, a bunch of different caliber bullets. A lot of different in bullets. 2017. Yeah, to make the skull there. So it is yep. going to be this year. So we know we're getting the Defenders, and we know we're getting Punisher this year. I'm going to go out on a limb and say both will be better than Iron Fist. I think so too. And I, in terms of timing, I know this has been wrapped for some time. Like they've wrapped production on it in some time, hmm. or some time like a, a month or two ago. Okay. So it's done. Um, I'm guessing it'll probably be fall. Like someone said, it would make sense that they put. It. Remember when Jessica Jones came out in like October or November? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that time, that like right before Christmas, like that time slot. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that'd be there. So yeah, pumped. We're looking forward to that. Uh, speaking of TV or television programs, this month, April, uh, if you're listening, this month, huge, a ton of great TV shows uh, come back this month. Now. I'm going to just go through the list here. Give me your, your thoughts. Maybe you're excited. You're not excited. You don't watch the show. You will watch the show, whatever else. And then I will add my two cents, okay? Uh, last night, uh, we're recording this on a Tuesday, so Monday night, Better Call Saul Season 3 debuted. Thoughts? Yeah, and I'm, I'm very much into this show. I did miss it. I, I, I was unavoidably detained. That's fine. Um, due to my, but I'm excited in that. Okay, we kind of had the first season was great. Yes. Second season was just okay. It was it was fine. Still good. Yep. It was still better than 80% of what's on TV. True. Um but now I'm I we hear reports that both Gus Fring and uh um Walter White are making an appearance this season Which, on the show. Right. And so here's here's my problem with Better Call Saul and I know it gets great reviews and everybody loves it. I thought season two, for the most part, was pretty boring. Episode one, I won't give anything away, I also felt, or for season three, I also felt was boring. Like, if you watch that, uh, I know you didn't, but if you, the listener, watched that, like, what what happened? Tell me what happened. I, I watched an hour and ten minutes, because uh, it was a little bit longer, and what really got done. So... The, oh, I'm excited to go see this now. I'm yeah, no, you should. You should run out and see it. But here's the thing: at least now, like they've already got us. Like we're we're both Breaking Bad fans. So many people lo- love Breaking Bad. They've already gotten us, and so we're gonna wait to see, you know, Los Pollos Hermanos, and we're gonna wait to see his first interaction with Walter White. Even though maybe we've already seen it in Breaking Bad, but like we're we're looking forward to that. And now, so what I don't like is the best stuff in season one was sort of finding out who this guy was like he's got all these different aliases like saul and gene and jimmy like we're, jimmy we're, we're trying to slip into we're trying to figure out who this guy is season two to me it felt like if it wasn't a breaking bad tie-in i was bored to tears by it so we'll yep. we'll see i'm still gonna watch but it's not as good as some of these other shows i think that are coming out this month um well we all know that one of the greatest things to ever come out of this this universe if you can call it that um, is one of the most storied franchises in the Gentleman's League Fantasy Football uh, Club. Yes. Um, Los Poyos Hermanos, yep. managed by me, yep. um, which has you know, had a lot of success. Uh, not, we, haven't, we haven't got a ring yet, but well, we're, no, we're looking for it. Yeah, no titles just yet. Yep. 
but you're you're, you're getting there. Yep. Um, how about on Friday, the reboot or the new look Mystery Science Theater three thousand will hit Netflix. And this is this is like the big nostalgia factor for me because yeah. I remember coming home from school at like two or three in the afternoon and immediately like sitting down to do homework before I went to hockey practice or whatever. And the two shows I would watch back to back were Kids in the Hall and Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Great, what a what a program. And like what like a back to back like yeah. bang bang. Like that's what I watched immediately when I came home from school. Yeah. So I, I'm really excited about this, and I've seen some stills and some stuff, so I hope, hopefully it, it kind of... I'm excited to see what movies they watch. Exactly. Hopefully they're a little bit more current, you know what I mean? Yeah, I bet they will be. And then Patton Oswalt's good, and so I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be funny. So I'm looking forward to catching some of those episodes this weekend. Also this weekend, Ryan, I know this is a show that you don't watch, and we've discussed this before. You can't watch everything. You can't watch everything, it's true. And one of my favorite shows of all time is entering its third and final season. That's The Leftovers. And some of the people, some of the critics that have already watched this season are saying it is, their words, not mine, extraordinary. Oh. So anyway, I'm, I'm rock hard to see The Leftovers. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, also uh, that same night, uh, Veep is back. Although I feel like, I think I'm a season behind on Veep. But Veep's very good. Yeah, people, oh, Veep's coming back. And I'm like, Okay. Yep. Veep. Okay. Veep. Fine. How about yeah. <laughs> uh, next week, Fargo season three? I'm really excited about. I mean, there's this. I love the idea of far, even the movie Fargo. Yeah. Where you have like the most like brutal crimes happening with like the nicest people. Oh, and the accents are amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like these like really like salt of the earth like nice people doing these like horrific things. It's amazing. And and- I'm a good like I like dark comedy a lot. Yeah. You know, my my father and I were like. Trying to tell some I don't know if you're a big Cohen Brothers fan, but um, um, I feel like I am. But then there's they've had a lot of stuff I don't love, so I'm, I'm maybe like, I'm in the middle. Like my father and I are kind of weird in that we watch like Cohen Brothers movies and then like call each the he'll call me and ask me like, oh, didn't you think this was hilarious? And I'm like, yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, and it was something and like, terrible. And, and yeah. No Country for Old Men. I'm like, yeah, it was hilarious. Yeah, like, no, it's so, not, no, it's not supposed you know to what? be. I'm just a sick puppy. You are, you are, and that's why we have you each and every week here on the podcast. Oh, also a nice little tie-in: the lead or one of the leads for season three of Fargo is Carrie Coon, who is one of the leads in The Leftovers. So that's hey now. Tie, tie that all together. Put a bow on it. Uh, Sunday, the twenty-third of April, Silicon Valley comes back, and this is in terms of the spring. This is probably the show I'm most excited to see. It's hysterical. there's another one that's like one A, one B, but Silicon Valley is like. I love it. I keep saying silicon, silicone, silicone. not breast implants. <laughs> well, sil- well maybe, I don't know. Who knows? Silicon, you know? silicone. Yeah. Wait, what? Which but, is it? Silicone. Silicon. Silicon. Yeah. Silicon yeah. Valley. Mm-hmm. You know what? I think I said Silicon Valley. I, I think it's, I do it all the time. You know what? It, it, we'll clean out. We'll clean it all up in post. Clean it up in post. Um, now I don't have any other TV shows. I do have one um, that wrapped up. I think last month. I'm the only person that watches it. Maybe two other people in the world watch Grimm. Yeah, you're, I, I bailed after the first season. That's fine. So they just finished, and it was the series finale, six right. seasons of Grimm. And it's one of those ones where you're like, oh, this, you know, the, the season premiere of Grimm. And I'm like, this show's still on? Grimm's still on. It's been on Friday nights, like, forever. And so and I, everyone says, like, that's the slot that they're like, that's the death slot. That it, if, you're, if you're on that time you're never gonna yeah. make it 
Yeah, like why why put it there? Because no one's going to watch it. But I guess now with DVR and everything, people are watching it. But I would just say this for the other person out there that saw Grimm. Spoilers on on Grimm series finale. It was one of those ones where at this point there's kind of like ten main characters. I mean, there's Grimm, there's the Grimm, and then there's like nine other like his best friends and girlfriends and whatever else that are like the main characters. And so during the end there. Like two of the char- two of the main characters die, and you're like, "Holy crap!" Like they're gonna they're gonna kill these characters that they've been on for six seasons. But and you're like, "Okay, like that's kind of edgy. Like that's what they're gonna do." Then they kill the other, like everybody else but the Grim dies, and you're like, "Jesus Christ!" And then you're like, "You know what? There's no chance. It's gonna be one of those things where that was an alternate reality, or like that what could have happened." And that's what they did. Nobody died, and I was like, "You son of a bitches!" Oh my god, terrible. Um. Also, I want to mention this, Ryan. I don't know. This might be unbeknownst to you. Next week, whatever we choose to do for the podcast is going to be the 100th episode of Hashtag Dork. Oh, my God. Now, it's only our 10th on WEEI, but if you add them all together, and I did, that is 100 episodes. And I did. And I did. Um, so I'm trying to think. We don't have to decide right now. I'm trying to think what we should do. We should probably not do something like generic. We shouldn't just do like a TV show or a movie. We should probably do something something a little special for the listener out there. I got some ideas well, well, that I, that I'll float to you. What if? Yep. You have it's a it's a um, a viewer uh, a, a listener email. Yeah, you know, like an email bag, like we did for episode fifty. Yep. And then you do like five or ten minutes with everyone who's ever been on the show. Jesus Christ! I can't. I don't have that kind of time. Well, you edit it. You edit it in post. Oh, that's true. You don't have true. to do it all at once. You don't have to do it live. I could do like you a get me- someone on the horn. I do like a mega mashup where I just get each person. I just go back to the old episodes and get like two words of each person. <laughs> like you add it all together. Yeah. Okay, there they like were. The, yeah, there they are. I think we've had. I was counting this up the other day. I think we've had eighteen different people on. Oh boy, never mind. Yeah, that's it's too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's too, it's, it's must, it's just, it's, hey, it's just a trial balloon. It's much too much. So email bag, um, I don't know. So we encourage you, if you're listening to this, please, we do read your email. Yes, we do. And we do read Twitter. Ask anybody who, like, has gotten a response from us. Yep. We, like know, to, we, we do well, absolutely respond. We like to interact at Dork Podcast on Twitter and dorkpodcast at gmail.com. Got one from Jared who was talking about Arrow. This season of Arrow is just really good, by the way. Uh, they've been all over the place. Like season one was amazing, two was good, yep. three, and eh, four sucked, and then five's good again. So that's that's where Arrow stands. <laughs> okay, all right, we're good again. All right, are you ready for the next segment of the program? <laughs> Bet your ass I am. It's time for Davy's video game minute. Even if it takes more than a minute. All right, Davy's video game minute. What do you got? Okay, this is kind of big news. Oh, right? let me sit down. Sit down for a second. I'm sitting. You're already sitting, aren't yep, you? Yep, I am. You rarely stand, don't you? I love a good sit. Okay, so um, it's not a video game per se. Wait a minute. It's not even video game. It's video game news, but in a different spin. Let me, all right, Richard, you're sitting down, and I assume our listeners are sitting yeah, down. Yeah, they may not be. Maybe they, maybe they take us working out. Maybe get off yeah. the treadmill. Get off the stationary bike. You're going to need this because you're about to fall on your ass. Ready? Yes. The University of Utah hit made news this week. They are going to be the first university to offer monetary scholarships for video games. Wow. 
Division One video game scholarships. So now, right now, I will say they're only partial scholarships, and they're getting no uh, of the schools like seventy million dollar athletic fund. Like they don't dip into that just yet. Yeah, but that, the okay. university is going to partially sponsor players wow. of both League of Legends and Rocket League with plans to to spread it out into other games, uh, Rainbow Six, Overwatch. Um, a bunch of other Counter Strike, so a bunch of other games That's are eventually going to come on board, Good and they are went further and are actually encouraging other schools like them to put money into this and to further the sport of e games. Wow, what we're, do you think of that? I think we're I think we're making some progress here. I think making progress. We're we're legitimizing all the time mm-hmm. we spent playing video games. <laughs> <laughs> and if you think about it, I mean, for all the people who say, like, oh, this is bullshit or whatever, like, I mean, I know a kid who went to, like, Pepperdine on a tuba scholarship. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, and that's a techni- technically an athletic scholarship. I mean, I know a kid who Ugh. went to Wake Forest to bowl. What? You know, so, I, oh, yeah. Sure. Like, these, 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 there's money out there. Tuba Furthermore, money. I will tell you that there are at least 20 Division One women's golf scholarships that are unused every year. Where did you come up with that stat? That's not a that's a real stat. No, I know where'd you come up with it. Um, I believe I was told that by a member <laughs> of a, a no listen okay. of a college counseling office. She that said that is, what now? There was twenty unused women's golf scholarships? Like, like division one golf scholarships for women. That go unused. Unused. So you know what you need to do is you need to have your daughter start playing golf. You bet your sweet hippie I will. Because I tell you what, they ain't playing hockey because that shit's too expensive. Yeah, no, all the all the pads, forget it. Skates, yeah. rink time, that's for the birds. Uh, and, and you know what? I might sit my oldest daughter down and be like, see that cute little character right there? Yeah. If you learn how to get really good with him, you know, if you learn how to be a top, a, a solo top or like a good mid lane person, you can go to college. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's a good point. You know? Yeah, something to think it's about. Same. Something to think about out there. Anything else in the video game minute? I think that's about as good as it's going to get. I think, I, there's, I, I not, agree. there's not a lot. There's not a lot going on this week. Not a lot. That's fine. A lot of remastered games, which yeah. you don't need. No, good, good. Yeah. I just, I just didn't want to just, you know, have you leave anything behind. Uh, some good shit. All right, let's get into it. Legion, Ryan. Legion. This is this show took the world by storm, as they say. It was eight episodes on FX. It is a Marvel uh, production, as it were, and we're going to start with no spoilers here. Uh, and as we normally do in the no no spoilers portion, I ask you, Ryan, did you like it? Yes. Me too. You know, I always do that. <laughs> I always do that to you where I just like leave it hanging. I'll leave it out there a little bit. Oh, you know what? We um, forgot our great uh, topic du jour gag. Topic du jour. Yeah, I was waiting for it. It never happened. Shit. It's all, all right. right. Okay. It's all right. All right. Anyway, um, you did like it and so did I. Yeah, and I think I was more intrigued by it than entertained. I mean, it's visually stunning. Stunning, like it's yeah. it's, uh, it's it's almost art. Yeah, it really is. like, and it's show. amazing too. And we've said this about a lot of shows, uh, you know. But for a television show to have this kind of quality and production, and it's funny because you know these are the same people that brought us Fargo, a show we were just talking about, which is yep. great and is coming back. And they got their hands on this character, who is an obscure, a very obscure character. Even dorks like us maybe know very little about Legion. Maybe you, you caught him in a couple of comic books here or there, but he's not a prominent X-Men uh, or X-Men character by any means, but they get a hold of him and just do, a, just do an unbelievable job with it. 
Yeah, and I think one of the coolest things I thought was was a big part of the show. And again, no spoilers, obviously, but the the only thing I knew about Legion going into this show was probably the biggest thing about him. Yes, me too. That they, that they didn't touch in the show. Uh, they did a little bit, but oh, at, um, the, at the end they they did. But yeah, I yeah. know what you're saying. Yeah. Um, and I thought it was one of the things that I really appreciated with it too is that it was a kind of a really cool depiction of what people would consider like mental illness. Yes, it, you know what I mean. It was, Where, yep. and a lot of the characters in the show were like you could you would classically call them like mentally ill, right? You know, and they had or they had some form of you know whether it be like depression or schizophrenia or you know post traumatic stress or you know something like that. Like there was in all the characters, you know. Yeah. So it was actually a really cool way to bring some of those issues to light and stuff like that. Yeah, no, it, it definitely was, and again, very different. You know, we've now seen so many comic book shows, you know, like just in the last five years, let's say, you know, forget the Adam West Batman. Talk about the, you know, now you have all the different Netflix shows. Then you have, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and uh, Agent Carter. You have Gotham. You have all the shows on the CW, um, which they now have, what, four? Like you throw Supergirl in there. Like there's so many ways to do a comic book show. And some of them are more like... Again, the Netflix shows, you sit and watch those, and you can tell that they're very much all in the same universe, right? Like, they're all, they're all fighting in hallways. <laughs> like, they're all right. pretty and, much and the same even, thing. Even the way that they're shot. Like, even yes. the way that yes. the, like, the, the color use and the way it's very gritty, very dark yes. know, in all the shows. Like, you so get that even, sense. And then, like, yeah. on, the, on the CW, it's all kind of the same idea where, all right, these characters, like, here's the superhero. Then they have, like, a team, and they go back to their base, and they figure it out. They have, like, a tech guy or a computers person, and then they, they, now they're adding superheroes, and they're going out and saving the city. Like, I, I like those shows, but they're all kind, they're somewhat formulaic, whereas this, like, from, from Jump Street, you're like, I don't really know what to expect. Like, the first thing yeah. I thought of was it's a lot like the movie Inception, but I actually wasn't a huge fan. I know that's crazy to say, and people are upset with me, but... I didn't love Inception. This, I actually really did like, uh, even though it remind because it was like it, but it was it was different uh, because this is you're talking about a mutant and it's and it's one of his like mental powers. Another one of the mutants that he or another one of the uh, yeah I guess mutants that he teams up with. He also has a power where you're doing a lot of stuff in the mind. So it yeah, wasn't yeah. you know dreams necessarily like Inception, but a lot of, a lot of mind work and you you just didn't really know where the show was going to go, which I thought was great. Yeah, and I think I think I wrote in my notes too. I was more intrigued with this show than I was entertained. Yeah, because one of the things that and we're kind of jumping jumping ahead of ourselves here, but one of the things that was difficult for me that was if you turned away, I have two small children, so if you turn away from this show for a second, yeah, you're lost. Yes, one hundred percent. Because you're literally, and the only thing, and one of the cool things I, and then this isn't giving anything away that you know where you are in the show is based on color of the room they're in. Mm. Yeah. You know oh, what I, mean? I mean, there's so many details. There's so many things that you could miss out on. It's a good point. Like other shows, like I'm, you know, watching, catching up on the flash and I can also be on Twitter or I can also be doing other stuff and just look up and, and that kind of thing. Legion's definitely one of those shows where you're, you got to be locked in or, or you're going to miss stuff. You look down, and you're like, "Don't put that in your mouth." And you look up, and you're like, "Oh, where the hell? What the? Where the hell am I?" You know what I mean? Like, what? What happened? You know what, what I? Well, we're all we're a completely different reality now. Right. Like, well, <laughs> one of the episodes where you're just like, "What? What is any of this?" 
Like, the, yeah. you're like you're, is this any is any of this real? And you saw right. that early on too. And we'll do like a character breakdown. But you saw that early on where you're like, all right, I don't know who's real or what's real, but you just got to sort of play the game and move along. I would say this: what they proved to me in this series was that you can take, I think, literally any comic book character from say Marvel or DC. And if you have the right people behind it, you can make a very intriguing, uh, to steal your word, uh, show. Because let's face it, Legion, if I had told you, you know, two years ago, hey, you know Legion, the character that you know very little about for the most part, you know him, they're going to do a show starring him. Um, there's going to be no other X-Men in it. There's going to be no other real connections. It's, it's going to be a standalone thing. Like, and I was going to be like, why? why? Yeah, what are you doing? Why would you possibly do that? <laughs> I remember that was even one... Like when we go back to like our um, one of our Comic Con episodes where we were going through all the trailers and all the previews, I think we spent like ten seconds on this. We're like, okay, Legion. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Like, anyway, what do you think? And I'm like, I have no idea. I don't. I don't care. Um, but yeah, we got we got sucked in, and it was really good. Um, most of this other stuff, I think we should just wait for spoilers. So, what would your hashtag dork rating? Of course, one through six on the Infinity Stones. What would you give season one of Legion? All right, so I go back and forth. Are we doing half stones still? I always forget if we're doing half. You know, a lot of the audience hates it, but I feel like okay. we, I, I'm okay with it. Okay, so I would say it's a four and a half. It's like a 4.56. So like, if you round it up, it would be a five. Yeah. I'm, if that makes sense? You know, I, I agree 100% actually because I think it's closer to a five, but five makes it feel like I liked it more than I did. Like I liked yeah, it. Like, but I didn't. Right. I wasn't like. I didn't love it. Like five to me is like you need to see this. Yes. Like six is like masterpiece. Yeah. Five is like you. You really need to see this. And I don't know. And again, the two things, the two knocks I have on it are one: if you're just like a casual comic book fan, comic mm. book TV, comic book property fan, yeah, like you're probably not going to be into this just because it's so abstract. Yes. Right. It's a, it's and the a, other thing, yeah. like you said, it exists in a vacuum where, like, there's no ties to anything. Yeah. Is that a spoiler? Uh, well, actually, because I don't even know if that's true. We can debate that in a second. Yeah. Um, and I would also say, and pardon my French, it's the whole thing is a mind fuck. Like, that's, oh, yeah. that's the only way you can really describe it. Like, as you're watching some of the scenes, you're like, what, what is this? So it's, it's like definitely it, weird. It, and here's how I would describe it. You've seen the movie Fight Club, yes. right? Yes. Now, pretend you've never seen Fight Club. And you decide to watch it after you've taken acid. Oh boy, that's like an episode of Legion. That is, yeah. You got eight of those. Yeah, yeah. And I would say again, it's difficult to compare to other comic book shows. But just you know, for me, and I've seen, I've not seen Agents of Shield, but I've seen probably most of every other comic book show uh, over the last few years. And this, to me, like I liked Daredevil more. I liked Jessica Jones more. And again, like when Arrow's really good, like season one of Arrow, I think I might have liked more, but that's also more of a character that I like. Like, I really like the Green Arrow. Right. But Legion's probably better than everything else. Yeah, I would say, you know, it's, I would prefer to, and there's, there's a lot more to grab onto there. Yeah. Like, Luke Cage, Luke Cage is a good series. It right? is. It is. But it's, it's pretty, in terms of like philosophy and in terms of like, you know, like, uh, meet you know it's very straightforward yeah yeah whereas this i could watch this show three four times and still be like where am i oh yeah and, and you know you're going to pick up on extra stuff that you hadn't seen before either so right. um yeah i think 
we'll we'll give it an official four and a half out of six on the hashtag dork scale. So now let's jump into spoilers again. So if you haven't caught up yet, you may want to skip ahead to the end. Uh, or if you don't care, keep on rolling on. Let's start. Um, basically, the show is David, who is one of the most powerful mutants. And you find out that he has a parasite attached to him since he was a child, which we, they later tell you is the Shadow King, who, like like Legion, is in a bunch of comics, but is not not one of your... You're not going to put him on like a top 25 villains list, or at least I certainly wouldn't. Uh, yes. But so he's gaining... I might now. Yeah, you, you know what? He's actually a lot better. So he's gaining strength from David, and it's not until episode 7, which to me was probably the best episode of the entire series... It's not until then that David is trying to figure this out as he's talking to himself about how his father, who we'll get into, uh, probably got into a battle with the Shadow King and and defeated the Shadow King. But then later on, Shadow King finds uh, his father's kid and attaches himself to him for like twenty something years. Yeah. So it, that and that was like kind of to get your head around. So like he destroyed. The shadow, his father destroyed the Shadow King's body, but not his consciousness, and then the consciousness found its way into David. So, yeah. and, and again, this is a, an interesting take on what it means to be, like, schizophrenic. Right, because that's a big part of this whole thing is where, his, so his adoptive sister just thought for the longest time that that's what he was. Like, he's schizophrenic, and she visits him, you know, at the hospital, but that's just what it is. And not, yep. not allowing yourself to say that this is a guy who's got... Powers like these are these. This is actually power. Like he's a, he's a mutant, and it's also it's similar to a lot of the X Men movies in the sense that the mutants versus what regular humans or non mutants like the that, normies, the normies like that. Like there, there's a real um, battle there. Like like regular people hate the mutants. They hate the X Men. They love the Avengers because those people all got their powers, you know, in different ways. But if you were born this way or you like eventually develop these powers, people are terrified of you. And that's where and David think, comes in. And one of the things that I, I, I kept thinking about Logan was that, you know, they they were talking about Xavier and how like the most powerful mind in the world is now broken and like what's yeah. he gonna do? Right. You know what I mean? So now you have this guy who's like very unstable, like mentally, and you know he he has these freakouts early on where he just like blows up a room. Yes, just because he just has a bad day. You know, so y- y- it's a cool thing to see like a mutant who's not really in control of what he's doing. Yeah, and that's and that's the the, the big fear. And they mention early on when he's get like when the the people from Division Three, you know, get a hold of him, and they're like, "You're the most powerful mutant like that we've come across." Yeah. So at that point, like, all right, they, they're aware of mutants and they've they've dealt with them and for whatever all their different powers are. But he is the most powerful one. So this is so I was going back and reading some of the stuff about Legion, and there's been different people who have different producers and directors and things that have talked about Legion, and it's interesting because you know the X Men are obviously under the Fox umbrella, and there was some thought that Legion would be again. This is an FX show that Legion would be in the X Men universe. Which, let's face it, we're all kind of in the X Men universe because they don't keep track of anything. They've erased a bunch of things. Like it's just, it's literally all over the place. So it wouldn't be that much of a stretch to say that he's involved there. No, but I, I like I understand the need to kind of connect and to like you know connect the dots and that stuff. But I felt like this like again, it felt like while there were subtle nods to other things or mentioning of other things, there was it, it kind of stood on its own two feet. Like it existed 
in that own little, oh, little it's, time. You know what I mean? It's definitely its own eight episode thing. It's it's without question you can have this isolated. Now there was also I forget who said this, but there was thoughts that the character Legion could join the MCU, which of course is the Avengers universe, uh, Guardians, all those guys. It could join that. And, you know, sort of start out as a show, and if the show is successful, you find a way to incorporate him there. I don't know how you would do that, and they were saying that that also might blend, because then, you know, Fox and Marvel, they would have to sort of uh, join together, and maybe Legion is the one that, that sort of bridges the gaps, which would be crazy, but I don't know. I guess I wouldn't rule anything out as it relates to him popping no, up I- in a movie or something like that. Yeah, I wouldn't either, but at the same time, I'm like, do you want to? Like, does that, or does that just muddy everything? It could. No, I mean, it definitely could. And so, obviously, the biggest part, and the only thing that I think you and I really knew about Legion, um, was that Professor X is his father. Yes. And so, that alone, and Professor X, uh, whether it's Stuart or McAvoy, have been in, what, like eight or nine movies? They've been in a zillion movies. Correct. And they're, they're all kind of different timeline-ish stuff, right? Like, the, you know, Days of Future Past sort of reset some things. So you could make a case that, all right, he does belong in this universe because that is such a, a key part of this that that's his dad. They also, this is true, the uh, part of the wheelchair that they show, because they never once say Charles Xavier, they never say nope. Professor X, but nope. they show like a little scene where they show the the classic wheelchair wheel like with the x and that is the exact one from x-men apocalypse okay Does so that yeah so that, that now the timeline no the timeline's now set now i get it you yeah. know what i mean yeah so that's what so. they're doing there and so again the professor x stuff is fascinating because especially if you're watching comic book stuff and you're watching legion and maybe all you're just being introduced to legion for the first time and you're seeing how how insane his mind powers are you're saying, well, like he's got to have something to do with either like Jean Grey or Emma Frost or obviously Professor X. Like it would only make sense for him to have some sort of connection. And so there you go. That's that's what you get. Yep. What would you say? What what would you say was one of your favorite uh, scenes in in the, so, in the series? I, one of my favorite scenes where I was like, that was that was pretty cool. Is in I think it was seven. Which you said was by far like my favorite episode of this was was episode seven. I think it was the that's best when you yeah. got, um, or it might have been eight. I, I think it was eight when the Shadow King finally breaks, like get him out of David, but he goes into Sid, and then into Carrie. You know what I mean? So he every time, yeah. he was like jumping from like person to person. Yeah, that was nuts. So I thought, and they wound up in like a like a big fight scene with him switching people. Yeah. He just jumped you know all I mean? around. Like a, yep. Yeah. That, so that was, was good. pretty cool. Um, the other thing I really liked too, and I, this was in episode seven when, when um, Lenny, so played by Aubrey Plaza, mm-hmm. who I was not a huge fan of in the beginning of the series. I no, thought, okay. Me she either. was just very weird. But throughout the, she got better as the series went on. Yeah, she got weirder so as, and weirder. As, as she got worse, her character got better. You know. Um, yeah, that's true. She plays good crazy. She does. That's fair. So when she was. She had um, Sid and Carrie, like, cornered. Yeah. And was going to kill. Like, that was kind of, like, a really cool, in, like, the black and white and everything. Yeah, that like, was good. Like, those are some really cool scenes. That was good. I liked, and I mentioned it before, when when he, uh, David, 
was talking to himself and his self had the British accent, which Dan Stevens does like in real life. So he's like using his normal voice, but they're going through the whole uh, chalkboard thing. And that's where they sort of tell you about his dad, you know, fighting against the shadow King. And they really, they sort of map it out to you, which also was sort of like Legion for dummies. They're like, Hey, maybe you haven't gotten this yet. Like we're going to explain it all to you. I was like, thank Christ. Like I need something like this. And it's an eight episode thing. Yeah. Yeah. We're seven episodes in. If you hadn't got it yet, we're about to wrap this up, but we just want to tie, put, you know, kind of make this easy for you. Yeah, we're going to describe it to you now. I'm like, oh, and good. maybe you know, maybe him talking to himself and his 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 other version of himself has a British accent. It's yes. his subconscious because he knows somewhere that his father had a British accent. Hmm. There you maybe. go. Maybe. Maybe. Sure. You could know. be. Could be. Yeah. You know what? I like that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, I also liked the scene early on where. Uh, he escapes like when he's in the pool, right? And they're like, they're like, oh, yeah. well, look, we'll shock you, and then he like, he like, you know, gets out of there. So that was sweet. Yeah. Uh, are you excited for season two, which starts next February? I am, and uh, I'm glad. And again, at the end of episode eight, you know, everything was kind of ended, and then a, a nod to the MCU with that post credit scene. Yes. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, exactly. And I was that Noah Hawley was basically saying, like, well, yeah, that was a direct nod to the things they do, but also it was a way for us to, this is how season two is going to start. So it's like, and I think he, the phrase he used was out of the frying pan into the fire. So, like, you're done with one thing, but now you're on to the next thing immediately. Yeah, exactly. Because you know? the, the, like, the ending of season one is the Shadow King going inside of Oliver, but then sort of the start to season two is David getting sucked up into a drone. <laughs> And like whose whose drone that is, or who it belongs to, is you know because clearly it's not Division Three. Would you more Division One? Would you want they have s- more funding? Would you want that's true? Would you want to see? Um, they're even giving scholarships to video games now. Would you yep. want to see Professor X in season two? Uh, briefly, you know, yeah, I don't think he more. should be like a central character. But yeah, I'm briefly. with you, but more. I'd like to see more, or at least him figuring out who he is, or or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, all right, quick character breakdown here. First, you had David, uh, a.k.a. Legion, play, uh, played by Dan Stevens, who I thought, I thought was very good. Yeah, he did a really good job. Um, he didn't have the Legion look to him that if you look at you know, the Marvel database, you know, he doesn't look yeah, like that. Right. Um, but has, like, does a good crazy. Um, good crazy, yep. I, I say that, that's a, that's a very you know, offensive term. But it, it, yeah, it's, how dare you? Yeah, I know. Um, but... In the beginning, it was really cool to see, you know, his character kind of figure out that he's not crazy, you know. And I think at one point he says something to the effect that, like, the, the, the worst part about schizophrenia is it makes you think that you're not crazy. Right. Yeah. You know exactly. what I mean? So yep. he, and he's, he's always on that edge of he doesn't know if he's crazy or not. And then to tie it all together, uh, James McAvoy, who plays a young Professor X, also plays a schizophrenic in the movie Split, which I have not seen that? yet. How about that? It's all, it's all coming together. Now, you had Sid Barrett, played by Rachel Keller, who, oh, by the way, was in Fargo Season 2. You remember her? And she was sure great. Not. She was yeah. awesome in that. Um, but how is she not rogue? Like, early on, like, when she's doing the stuff where she's taking the gloves off and then she, like, takes their power and, like, that kind of, I'm like, that's rogue. <laughs> but it's like, I, I felt like Rogue was a transfer of power, where she's kind of like, she switches bodies with David at one point. 
they switch consciousness at one point. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. it's very confusing. So it's like, instead of a direct, like me, just like draining power out of you, like leeching power, yeah. you're just switching. Like she, remember there was a scene where they kiss for the first time in like episode two or whatever, and they switch. Yeah, right, right, right. But I, and they ask yeah. each other, did you, uh, you know what I mean? Like, well, so when you were me, did you, uh, grab your stuff? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you probably would like, it's a terrible thing to do, but. Look, because you don't know if you're going to snap out of that or not. So you're like, maybe I got to get used to all this stuff. We are. That's true. Most of us. We're all adults, and we've we've had that thought from the. What if I, you know, what would you, you know? And 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 I think it's, we, it's just human biology. It's science. So you're saying we've all had that thought that if we switched bodies with a woman, what would we do? I mean, you haven't thought about that. Well, I've never. Oh, I guess not. Not really. Oh, you didn't have that moment where you were like, finally, someone talks and we're talking about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. no? Get the issues out there. Thank you, <laughs> Legion. Finally. You know, someone's talking about it. <laughs> this is the stuff I've been waiting for. Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't have that as much. But uh, anyway, I thought she was good. Uh, you already mentioned Aubrey Plaza, uh, who played Lenny, who was David's friend, but then later on was in his consciousness as... Uh, Really, the Shadow King, or was it Amal Farouk? Amal Farouk, uh, the Shadow King, uh, who looked like was the, the yellow-eyed devil or something, what do they call it? Yeah, so what did you, what was the, who was the scariest version of the villain? Was it just... I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you who it was. Well, let me ask, let me, let me first throw yep. out the three. You have Aubrey Plaza looking like a, like a complete psychopath. You have, like, that blob guy that doesn't really have a neck. Like the guy who's just like the big head, and then you also have the kid from the book, the world's angriest boy in the world. Yep. So that's so that one was pretty scary. It had a very Baba Duke feel to it. It uh, very much had a Baba Duke. So apparently, is it Noah Hawley? How do you say the guy's yeah. name? He actually wrote that book, and so that book exists, and they're not selling it yet, but they might. Like he literally okay, no. wrote, he designed and wrote that book, the world's angriest boy in the world. But I'm going to tell you the scariest iteration of the Shadow King. Yes. The dog. Oh yeah, because, because think about it. Yeah, like yeah. Every like serial killer who's like taking advice from like a dog, or you know what I mean. Yeah. A dog told to do it. Like that's pretty. That's a lot of up. them. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah like this little Jack Russell Terrier who looks like the sweetest thing in the world. Girl. <laughs> you know. <laughs> no, that's true. Uh, you also had Carrie and Carrie Loudermilk. Those are the two that join bodies, uh, and then. The female would only age when she was outside of the male. That's very. It's a very weird character. It's like Firestorm. It's a very weird character when you have to blend like, into each I, other. I was. I was really. Co- I thought this character was really cool. And again, it's like you know, you have two very different sides of like one personality because they describe themselves when they're in like I think it's episode six when they're all in therapy. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're talking about well we're the same person like we understand each other we have like a relationship but like we're very different right so you have um, the guy Carrie, Carrie and the girl Carrie yeah <laughs> who, who are very like Scotty Scotty yeah Scotty and Scotty no they but they were like codependent on it, so it's codependence it's yeah. you know what I mean so yeah um, and they can't exist without each other and they help each other you know so. Um, I thought that was a really cool, first of all, a metaphor, and second of all, like, mm. a, like a really just cool character. It was a pretty good character. Uh, you also had the character, is it Potomi Wallace? I don't know Aut- how you say it. Autonomy? Autonomy Wallace? Autonomy? Uh, yeah, the so he, 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 oh, yeah. autonomy, excuse me. He's like a, uh, 
he's like the the memory artist where he can really get in there and bring you back to anything, which would be really a sneaky, amazing power. Like if you could just go back and relive anything that you've done or just watch yeah. whatever you've done, like that'd be sick. And the moment the moment I see uh, like a superpower, I automatically think of like how could someone use that for bad. <laughs> yeah. so, you know what I mean? So you just yeah. like walk into someone's memory and you see like you know their maybe their password for their computer or their safe sure. or their you know what I mean? The yeah. combination of the safe or where they so, buried I mean, the body. Yeah, and this is very Inception, like you said. Yeah, yeah, oh, big time. Um, yeah, but I liked how he referred to himself as a time traveler, not like a memory artist, but like a you know a yeah. time traveler. He is. is I mean, it's pretty sick. You had uh, David's sister Amy. She was she was fine. She was good. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, Katie was it Azelton? Azelton? Yeah, Azelton? Uh, from the League, who I thought was very underused. I think she's a good actress. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and there was a weird moment in the beginning episodes where I thought it was his mother. Yeah, I wasn't sure either what was going on. Well, no, like at very first, I was like, is that like his, yeah, is his mom or is it his girlfriend or what's going on? Like, oh, it's his, his adoptive sister, of course. Yeah, <laughs> which um, maybe that was done intentionally where he was very vague of who she was. Yeah, probably. And they wound up calling her his sister. I feel like everything they did in this show was for a reason. So, yeah, probably. I thought Jean Smart was very good as Melanie Bird. Of course, she. I read that she signed on because she knew it was... Uh, the same guys from Fargo, and she was great in Fargo. And, and, and oh, she was awesome. They like offer, offered her that she didn't even know what it was about, and she's like, "I'm in." And so yeah. she was she was really good in this, but not as good as her husband Oliver Bird. And and uh, so I was reading because you know you, you we can't watch everything, but we also can't know everything. So I was Fair. curious to see how these two fit in the Marvel universe in terms of comics, and they don't exist. Most of the characters don't, right? As far as that, like yeah. Legion and Shadow King are in, and then maybe they've taken aspects of a lot of other characters, but for the most part, was, they're created for the show. So I was very curious about Melanie Bird because she seemed like a very you know established character, like yeah. right off the bat. And it turns out she's just a poor man's like uh, Maura McTaggart or Charles say, Xavier. Yes, yes. You know, she just she's one of those, but she's not a mutant. I don't think. Uh, not that I know of, where Oliver, yeah. her husband is. Right. Uh, Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. He was, uh, <laughs> trapped in the astral plane. The, uh, Which that was, that was a mind trip. Holy smoke. That's the realm of minds, the astral yeah. plane. Um, and again, there's a handful of characters. Doctor Strange is a character that we know can get in on the astral plane. And so is Legion. And so is, uh, Oliver Bird, who was trapped there. And... His story. What's his story about the uh, the swan or whatever? I love that. Yeah. I love that goddamn thing. Or not swan. Yeah. It was some kind of bird thing. That was really it's good. Weird bird thing. So he was great. He was he was one of the best characters in the show. I thought. And he lives in an ice cube and gets around wearing an old school deep sea diver thing. And he listens to really cool music. And he's like a beat poet. It's like the weirdest. Yeah. He drinks martinis episode. all the time. He's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, and then you also had Clark. Uh, he was the uh, the guy we saw him at the beginning and at the end, he had like half his face burned off, and so I would assume he's going to be a big part in season two. I hope so because he kind of went away, like in the middle of this the season. Yeah, he was recovering. He, you know, he was recovering, but you didn't know off. that till like season till like episode eight. You like forgot all about him. I was like, oh, he's looking. Yeah. Look who it is. Look who's back. Right. Uh, all right, Ryan. Any final thoughts here on Legion season one? Uh, one of the other things that I really liked about this show, and if you're a big music uh, dork like me, yes. um, the soundtrack was amazing. It show. really was. Yeah, it, it, it was absolutely of, was. Uh, it's just so it was a lot of Radiohead, a lot of Bowie, you know. So it was it was kind of like that weird type of music. Yeah, but, that's true. Uh, music that everyone likes. 
you know, it just uh, interesting choice for the show. So, uh, final thoughts. I mean, it's definitely a show that I think is worth your time, um, yep. whether or not. You're as it's not as entertaining, I would say, as like a daredevil where it's you know falls to the wall all the time. Uh, it's definitely a thinker. Yes, it you is. Know? And I'll tell you this: my my final thought would be, I know it could be difficult, and I know it might be a pain in the ass, but I would like to see him in the X Men universe somehow. I'd like to see them connect the dots that way. Well, I, and you know what? I think the the only thing that I would say about that is. I'm more nervous about where the X-Men universe is going, not so much the Legion character. Yeah, but isn't Legion, wasn't Legion, he debuted, now you could mess around with the timeline and stuff, but I believe he debuted in the New Mutants. And so if you take some of the characters from the end of Logan, although I guess now then Legion would be too... Be too young. Yeah, I don't know how they do that. Maybe they have to, they have to reset everything again. Days of Future Past 2. <laughs> get yeah, back to it. Exactly. But I'd like to see them, especially if it's somebody as smart as uh, Noah Hawley doing it, some, figure out a way to get him involved. That's what I would say. Yeah. You got that right. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Pick of the pod. Time now, Ron, for the pick of the podcast. Would you like to go first or would you like me to go first? Well, you went first last time, so I'll go first this time. Okay. Um, I am going to go double barrel Neil Gaiman at you right now. Ooh, um, love Neil I just, Gaiman. I just picked up he, and this is this is apropos for both of us, Richard. He, two months uh, in February, uh, he dropped a book of it's called Norse mythology. <laughs> nice. Um, and and it's it's the story of you know Norse mythology told by Neil Gaiman. And you know I, I'm very intrigued by this. Like I know a, a little about it, and it's really cool. Um, but we need to understand the character, and tell me if I'm pronouncing this correctly. It's either Scotty or Scotty. Scotty. Sc- yes. Like like um, Scott like Scottish. I believe it's Scotty. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we need to know a little bit about uh, her and where she gets her skis. Maybe at a tent yeah. sale. Could be anywhere. You know? Longbow. Um, so, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I picked up that book, and uh, we talked a little bit about returning television. Um, this this month, but at the end of this month, Stars is going to start Neil Gaiman's American Gods. Oh, on Stars this month? On Stars this at the end of the month, which is one of my favorite books ever. American Gods in American Gods, and there's been like a, it's a really like awesome cast. Um, it's an amazing story, um, and I'm really excited about it because even though I've read the book several times and really like it, and it gets better every time I read it. Uh, Crispin Glover is playing somebody that doesn't exist in the book. Oh, but it's going to be like a villain, like in the book. I mean, in, in the show. He's a weird cat. Exist. So, yeah. So, yeah. And, and Crispin Glover is God only knows what he's going to do. So, yeah, that, exactly. those are my two picks of the pod this week. All right, I have two picks as well. One is a comic book, and that is one that I never even knew existed. Like I thought I've read, I've either read or have heard of every Batman kind of graphic novel. I'd never read Broken City by Brian Azzarello. And I think no. it was like a run in, you know, it was a run in Batman like years ago. And you know how sometimes they do that? They pick up a writer, he gets like five or six issues, and then they later throw that together as a collected edition. Yep. But it's called Batman Broken City. And they got a bunch of different villains, uh, Killer Crocs in it, the Ventriloquist, who's not in oh, hey. a ton of them. So I yep. liked and, and Penguin's in it as well. So I thought that it's, it's a quick read, but I enjoyed Batman Broken City. Uh, I also, now I didn't love this movie, but it was entertaining, and that was Kong Skull Island. Oh, you did see it. I, I, saw, I, I saw Kong Skull Island, 
And it's not even a spoiler anymore, but they're going to tie this in with uh, Godzilla. Of course. And you know me, I love shared universes. So I would get in on this, Skull Island, and then maybe we get Kong versus Godzilla and the Mothra and everything else. So get in on that. I will tell you this. The the boxers did not care for uh, Godzilla. Or they had a... For Godzilla or Kong Island? Godzilla. Oh, yeah, That's fair. Yeah, Godzilla they did not like that. That was, that was crap. Um, oh, by the way, so thanks to uh, Marcus from the Boxers Podcast for our pick of the podcast theme, our uh, Davies Video Game Minute theme, and This Week in Hashtag Dork. Also, thanks to Opie for our opening theme. Uh, I mean to thank those guys every week, and I literally forget every week. Shows you what an asshole I am. What a bastard. Uh, but thanks to uh, Marcus from the Boxers Podcast and Opie the Poet. Uh, do we have any? Does Black Panther have any iTunes reviews, or do we want to save that for next week? There seem to be two new iTunes reviews, Richard. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love to hear them. What a great podcast. Davey seems to really know his stuff. But I do wonder if Rich even watches the shows and movies they review. So that's actually very funny. That's very good. That's a callback. Uh, There must have been a listener, because one time a guy was talking about the Celtics on WEI, and he asked me if I even watched the games. And I like lose my mind at that. Like, uh, you're not well, you're not really like a big basketball fan, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. I I, I, har- I hardly watch, and so that sort of set me off. So that's a great callback to that. So nice job. Thanks for the review. Again, you can review hashtag Dork on iTunes, and maybe just maybe Black Panther will will read your review. Richard, did you hear anything about my spoilers from last week? Yeah, I did. Uh, people people enjoyed your spoilers, but I'm afraid that I don't think you really gave us anything. In fact, I, I know for a fact you were you were talking about other films. You weren't really... I mean, if you have any updates on the Black Panther movie, I, we'd love to hear them here. We have gone through several reshoots. You've had a lot of reshoots? That's not good. What's was something wrong with the script? Apparently, Eddie Murphy has already made this movie. Yeah, no, because last week you basically gave us the plot to come into America, so we, I think we all knew that that wasn't what Black Panther was going to be. The mantle of coming to America has been passed down from generation to generation. <laughs> no, come on. That's not true. They made the movie once in the 80s, and that's it. It is a sequel. No, you're, you're making a sequel to Coming to America? Uh. <laughs> I play a green, a green ogre's donkey friend. No, that's clearly... That's the movie Shrek. Come <laughs> on, <laughs> I can't do this anymore. I can't. I can't do this. There's not enough Eddie Murphy movies. <laughs> yes, there is. Yes, there is. Um, no problem. I come out in a in a, le- a red leather suit and I do stand up comedy for two hours. <laughs> All right. Well, now, now you're just confusing. You're, that's Dave Chappelle who plays Reggie, who goes up there, a nerdy professor, and he's very good. It is called Black Panther Delirious. <laughs> <laughs> also, now you're just Eddie Murphy. It, Just any movie stand up. T'Challa Raw. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that too. That'd be that'd be good, that'd be a good movie. Uh, I do a great bit, a great bit about Mr. T and Bill Cosby. <laughs> I, I know that you do. We we know that you do. You can uh, follow us on Twitter at Dork Podcast. You can email us dorkpodcast at gmail dot com. Please rate and uh, review the podcast on iTunes. That helps out the uh, the podcast that way. So please. Please do that. Tell a friend. Tell a dork to do that. Davey, where can the people follow you? At Arvon D on the Twitter machine and on Twitch and on YouTube. Ooh, YouTube. Yes. We'll have to get a lot some of, more videos. Lot of little bits and-
and Bob. The bits and bobs there. You know, I'm, I like you know, I'm flying my drone all over campus, making everything look cool. So I like that. Nice. We need more drone work. I like that. We need more. We need to go to. By the way, you know, what we missed out on there was a furry con in Boston <laughs> that we missed out on. Yeah, next time. Next I'm time still, we'll get them. I'm still waiting to hear back about Comic Con in Connecticut. Sons of bitches. I know. Well, there's a whole story behind that, but hopefully we're going to that. And then uh, Boston Comic Con's in August, so we'll try to knock on the doors of that as well. We'll be there. So, all right, that'll do it. Ryan, thanks as always. God bless you. We'll talk to you next week on Hashtag Dork.